Hey guys, welcome back to Kindest Regards and happy 2023. I so missed our weekly catch-ups and rants and all that good stuff. So I'm so excited to be getting back into recording. I didn't post too much on the Kindest Regards channel over the break. I definitely took a little bit of space just to brainstorm and think through what my goals and plans are for this platform and this podcast this year. And if you haven't already seen on the Instagram, the biggest change to the to the platform, I guess, is going to be Every other Thursday, I'm going to be having a guest on to chat to you guys so that you don't have to sit around every week and just listen to me talk. Um, And it's going to be called In the Boardroom. So every second Thursday will be an In the Boardroom episode where I chat to someone who I find inspiring or who I think has an incredible story and we'll get them to just talk through their life, their journey, their career, and it'll be very off the cuff and lighthearted, much like the podcast is now, but it'll just get a little bit of diversity for you guys and will be a really exciting next step for the podcast. I don't think I'm ever going to do sort of spoilers about who the guest is going to be. I think every week I'll just surprise you guys with a new person. I think for starters, I'm going to start with sort of successful women just as an entry point. And then I would love to sort of expand and just have whoever, you know, makes sense and mix it up a little bit. So I'm super excited to introduce that layer next week. And I really hope that you guys love it as well. So for our first episode back in 2023, I thought it was only fitting to make one of the segments today about 2023 goals. I'm going to be really candid, talk through my 2023 goals and how I'm hoping to bring them into fruition and ways that I find really helpful to stick to my goals, which I know can sometimes be the hardest part, or at the very least, making sure that your goals are always front and center so that you see them every day. You know that I'm a big vision boarder and I have definitely put a lot of effort into my vision board this year. Then I'm going to dive into the origin of the OOTD. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you very much will soon, but the OGs will know what an OOTD is and my love for them. So I'm going to walk through that. And then to wrap up the pod, I'm going to talk about creating work-life balance daily, which is sort of a peripheral goal for me in 2023 anyway, but I think it should be a goal for everyone, particularly my corporate girls who work a nine to five or even, I guess, shift workers. I feel like this would be really helpful. I think in many ways, these habits can be applied a little bit to everyone, but definitely to people who have sort of strict hours and they kind of need to figure out how to have that balance. Okay, jumping right into it. So 2023 goals. I'm such a goal setter. I love setting goals. It's just one of my favorite things to do. I've been setting goals since I was a kid. As I've said many times, my mom is a psychologist and growing up, I was always doing smart goals, which I'm sure people did in school. And I now completely forget the acronym, but it's like specific, measurable, uh, attainable, realistic, and timing. So I was always setting goals that 
I felt, you know, fit that bracket and my mum would always help me set goals and I just developed a complete love for it and that has definitely not changed. I am still setting goals like a crazy person to this day. But I think something that I found and I definitely used the holiday period this year as a real time for reflection, I turned 25 in November last year and I don't know if I said this before, but I really feel like 25 is a turning point for a lot of people. I know that I spoke very candidly to my mom about this and she said she vividly remembers turning 25 and how it kind of felt like there was a shift at 25 and I've felt the shift internally. I feel like my priorities have changed at 25 and I just feel different. I feel like the back end of your 20s feels incredibly different than the start of your 20s and it's it's so exciting. Like I feel like these next couple of years are going to be some of the most special, most transformative that I'm probably going to have in my entire life and that just fills me with so much excitement. I I'm definitely a routine girl and I love having structure, but some of these things are so out of my comfort zone and such big things that they should really frighten me. But for whatever reason, I think I'm ready for a bit of a change. And I know that a lot of these goals that I've set up for this year are definitely the starting point for that next chapter of my life. And I think that that is really exciting. So if you are around my age and you're hitting that 25 period or you're a little bit older and you're feeling that late 20s, you know, vibe, you'll totally get what I'm saying because I think there's a complete different vibe and feel to your later 20s and in in the best way possible. I'm very over that early 20s feeling. I think I'm definitely ready to be taken seriously and I'm not that I'm not already taken seriously, but it's more just when you're in your early 20s, you do feel like the priority is to learn and learn and learn and learn and soak up as much as possible. Now I feel like, okay, I've learned a lot. I've put in a lot of hard work. Now I'm ready to really feel the weight of that and feel like it's being applied, if that makes sense. So I think it does have a completely different tone. But I worked on my vision board a little late this year, and there was definitely a reason for that. I went backwards and forwards about what my top priorities were this year. I feel like I don't know if the universe did this to me deliberately or it's just a complete coincidence or, you know, the gods are shining down on me going, we're going to make this year just a lot for you. But this is definitely the biggest year that I remember ever having. Uh, It feels like all of the pivotable, pivotable, okay, I really need to get back into podcasting, guys. My words are just not, they're not happening. It's the most it's, it's sort of the year where all of these huge changes have decided to just happen. And I think that, I don't know, I'm kind of grateful that it's all happening all at once. I feel like it pushes you into a completely different phase of your life quickly. But to get into the detail, I went to Officeworks the other day, printed off all of my images for my vision board, which I had very, very carefully curated. If you're interested in seeing my vision board, I've just decided to be completely candid with it. And more often than not, I would never feel that way and would feel like they were quite private. But now I'm just like, whatever, who cares? They're all kind of, you know, I don't mind sharing those goals. I did put a video on TikTok with all of my aspects of my vision board and what they all mean. I think I left out a couple, but not deliberately, just because there was only like one image for a few and it wasn't very, you know, interesting to look at, but I will talk through them today. 
So my 2023 goals, which by the way, I used to keep my vision board in my study, but I'm now keeping it next to my bed, like in on my side of the bed, just leaning against the wall closest to my side of the bed. It's the first thing I look at in the morning, apart from Tom. And that is the best thing ever because it's like the first thing I think about is my goals. The first thing I think about is the big picture, which just helps me have purpose and meaning in every day, which I think is so important. So it's no secret that I'm getting married this year. That is obviously, it's not really a goal because obviously like I'm getting married whether I work hard at it or not. (laughs) It's obviously going to happen, but it's more just this is what's in store for 2023 for me and making sure that I dedicate as much attention to all of these as possible. So I'm getting married in four months, which is obviously arguably the biggest thing that will happen to me this year. I can't believe I'm going to be someone's wife. Like that is just the craziest thing in the world that I, you know, have a husband that is that is adulting. So I feel like that's crazy. And even just mentally, you know, being married is definitely a different feeling. I think it's, you know, it it feels like you're very much entering that next chapter of your life. Then in June, July, uh, Thomas and I are heading to Europe for our honeymoon. We have another wedding in Athens, which we are so excited for, but we have bookended that wedding with other things and we've just set up our honeymoon around it we were going to do New Zealand but when we got invited to this wedding we thought we definitely have to go and why not just do the European honeymoon in true Thomas fashion I know I've said this a million times but I thought I was organized but Thomas is next level like he's the spreadsheet king and I have barely done a single thing for this honeymoon I don't even really know the dates I was putting in leave for work literally yesterday and I had to text him being like what dates are we away again like I have just not been across the end to end but I'm almost happy about that I'm quite literally turning up and you know, I'm along for the ride. I do know the general gist. We're doing England, we're doing Italy, and we're doing Greece. And I'm doing some spots that I've done before. Like um, we're going back to, uh, where are we going? This is so bad, guys. (laughs) We're doing like Lake Como, which I've never done. And I'm so, so incredibly excited about that. But we're doing like Florence, which I've done before, but I'm so, so excited about. And We're doing a lot of driving, like we're renting a car, we're going to Milan, which I've never done before. Weirdly enough, I traveled to Europe a lot as a child, but I feel like I did a lot of really rogue places. I've never been to England and Thomas is half English, half French. So he does have a lot of family in England and I am so, so excited to finally do London and some of the surrounding suburbs of London and visit some of his family. That will be so incredibly exciting for a million different reasons. Also guys, Harry Potter world. I want to place some emphasis on Harry Potter world, guys. I'm so excited about going to Harry Potter world. I said to Thomas, I was like, I am, that is going to be a highlight for me. And he's like, I can't believe I have planned this incredible honeymoon. Like we're staying at some of the most incredible places you've ever seen in your life, like Bridgerton vibe estates. And you're worried about Harry Potter world. I'm like, yep, well, you know, pick your battles. Like just leave me alone. Harry Potter world is going to be a highlight for me. But so that is the general gist of the honeymoon. And I'm, I'm also just so excited to do Athens where the wedding is in Athens, but there's so much history in Athens and I'm very much an ancient history girly. So I'm going to take a day. I'm probably going to go alone because Thomas just doesn't care about this. And I'm sure he'll be, will be violently hung over after this wedding, but I am going to take the day and go and do a lot of the sites myself, which will be a total vibe. 
So obviously wedding, honeymoon, that's a massive part of my vision board this year. That is a huge, massive moment in my life and I could not be more excited about it. But in personal goals, this is obviously a huge year for me as well because I'm graduating my double degree. Um, I did a Bachelor of Law and a Bachelor of Security Studies and it has been six years in the making and I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself when I don't have to worry about uni as well as work. I don't know what it's like to just worry about work and have guilt-free rest. So I am so excited. I only have one unit this semester. I was meant to do it over the break, but it wouldn't let me do an online course. And there was no way that I was going to be able to go uh, to classes every week with work and also travel over the holidays. So I ended up just copying it and being like, doesn't matter, won't be too big of a deal. I'll do it first semester. So one unit, which is just crazy. I'm used to a full-time uni load. So one unit is going to be like the best way to wrap up my degree because it, it'll be so chill comparatively. And then I'm actually trying to do my graduate diploma of legal practice, which is basically if you don't know, You graduate, you have a law degree with whatever university you're at, which is obviously the first step. But the second step to being an actual admitted lawyer is you have to get your diploma of legal practice. So then you get admitted at the Supreme Court and you're actually like a registered solicitor. So I'll be I'm hopefully going to try and do that concurrently um, so that I can also get officially admitted as a lawyer this year as well. So that's definitely wrapping up a huge part of my younger life. The whole early part of my 20s has very much been made up of work and studies. So wrapping that up will be crazy. I can't see myself going back to uni anytime soon. I always thought I would go back and do my master's and maybe a PhD. My mom has, when she got her PhD, has always said how valuable it is. So I'm not ruling it out, but I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I think I'm going to really enjoy the time not having to worry about study. But obviously wrapping up that part of my life as well is a huge closing of the doors because I don't even remember what it's like not to be not to be studying so that will be a huge step as well um another big part of this year for me is definitely going to be my health goals I spent a lot of time in the back end of last year really focusing on my health I think it's I know I mentioned in a few episodes at the back end of last year that I sort of was a little bit negligent with my health for a while there. Like I didn't really see it as a priority. And that was such a huge mistake because I feel like it set me back. Um, And now I feel like it's just, it's something I think about, you know, in the back of my mind all day, every day, if the choices that I'm making, you know, what I'm eating, whether or not I'm moving my body, even my mental health, making sure that every day I'm, you know, taking steps to, be my best the best version of myself and it's kind of crazy to me now that that wasn't always a priority I even had like anecdotally over the weekend I had one day not even a day like it was like an afternoon and an evening where I just slacked off like I just didn't even worry about what I was eating and I just ate like I had like processed foods and it just like was it, it was just so the opposite to what I'd been doing and the next day like you know, total candor. I was probably PMSing as well, but like the next day I was in the crappiest mood. Like I woke up and chose violence and 
Thomas looked at me and was just like, you good? And I was like, honestly, I don't know what's up. Like, I don't know what's going on with my mood. I don't know why I'm like this today. And then he went to the gym. He came back and I was like, I'm sorry, but I really think it has something to do with what I ate yesterday. And he's like, I'm glad you said it. And I didn't because no offense, but like your mood is really governed by what you put in your body. Like you're in the, you're a different person when you eat well and he's not wrong. So making sure that that remains a priority for me. I've been doing the Pilates class with Jackie Kingswell. It's a platform for like at home Pilates. I've also got a Peloton on our balcony and that's pretty much my forms of exercise. I really did give the gym a crack guys and it just, it ain't it for me. I don't like working out in public. I just don't think I'm ever going to not like it. It's not that I don't like working out. I just, it's a private thing for me. I just want to like do my workout in peace, you know? And also like, I'm way more likely to get a good workout in if I don't have to leave the house. Like I can just do it. We've got like weights downstairs if I want to do resistance or something heavier than the Peloton or Pilates, but making sure that that is a priority for me and continuing to, I don't know, continuing to do workouts and that work for me and not feel like I have to do it a certain way, but ways that work for me. And that's also something I highly recommend is just don't feel like you have to do workouts a certain way because it's how other people do it. Just try and figure out what works for you. And it's absolutely a journey. And I am also like not sitting here acting like I work out every day. I 1000% don't. At the moment, I'm probably looking at like three times a week is realistic for me to actually exercise. And, you know, that doesn't include like, you know, going walking to the shops. Like I live in walking distance to a lot of stuff and I can get out the house. There's no good reason why I can't walk places. So that's not including just moving my body each day. Then a massive sort of crazy, but exciting thing on my vision board for this year is I'm not hundred percent sure if we will actually start trying this year for our first baby, but maybe at the back end of the year, if we're feeling like we're ready, I think we will start trying. Otherwise we will just start taking steps to, you know, set up our life to be ready for that in the sense that at the moment we're in a two bedroom apartment. One of that, one of our bedrooms is a study and a wardrobe for both of us. And I think that we are definitely going to need a three better when we have a bub. So I think we'll probably at the back end of this year, potentially start looking for a three better, but maybe we we might just do that when I'm pregnant. So we'll see how we go, but that's definitely also obviously a huge, a huge next chapter of both of our lives. And we are both so excited to be parents. So I think that if not back end of this year, early next year, but I, I think this year guys I think we'll probably get we'll get popping with that but we'll see how we go so they are definitely my big 2023 goals and also just continuing to grow in my job and my career I think you know that's always going to be a consistent goal for me I think it'll definitely ebb and flow in terms of you know where I'm at, I think at the moment I'm absolutely loving my role and I'm love I feel like I'm learning and growing every single day. And I think at the moment in terms of just career goals, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think that's another thing is it's really easy to feel like you should have these really outlandish goals within your role or in your job. And obviously if you do have them, that's amazing. But if you don't just like sometimes a good goal is just like keep plodding along at the pace that I'm going. Like what I'm doing is working for me and I think that's what I'm gonna keep doing. So 
that's also an overarching goal for 2023. So if you haven't already, feel free to go get some vision board inspo on my TikTok. I love watching other people's vision boards. So if you have no idea where to start, that can be super helpful. But if you haven't already, get get going on a vision board, guys. It really does help. It makes you feel like your goals are like right in front of you, you know, and put it somewhere that you can see every day. Okay, I feel like this is more of a segment for me to just explain myself because I've had not people online. People online seem to get it. It's actually people in my actual life that ask me questions about this and be like, okay, where the heck did this come from? Like, why are you the only person that I see doing this? Like, did you make this up? Did you get this from somewhere? And it is the OOTD. Now, I post on my Instagram story weekly, multiple times a week with the caption OOTD. Now, that means outfit of the day. And it's basically just a photo of what I'm wearing that day and a look that I've put together. And it's literally that simple. But for whatever reason, it's just it's created some controversy in my life. And people have been like, what the hell does this mean? Like, did you make this up? Now, I did not make this up. I got OOTD. This is probably fairly niche. If you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, you'll have absolutely no clue what I'm talking about. But an OG cast member of Vanderpump Rules is Stasi Schroeder, and she was 100% the most epic cast member on that show, in my opinion. She's no longer on it, but I still follow her, and I absolutely love her aesthetic, her vibe. She's hilarious. I just, I dig her. And she basically came up with the idea of the OOTD. And when I was watching the show and she was on it and I was following her on Instagram, she did them pretty much every day. And she like had a mirror and it had OOTD in lights above it. It was so cute. Like I was obsessed with it. I loved it. And she pretty much said like, put simply, and I've completely adopted this way of seeing seeing it because it's, it's much more like layered than it appears to do something like that. Because For some people, taking a photo of an outfit that you've put together that day and posting it online is actually pretty exposing. Like I think some people, for some people that's totally out of their comfort zone. And when I first started doing it, it was as well. I was like, who gives a shit about what I'm wearing that week? Like, but people do. And I love seeing other people's looks for the week. It gives me inspo. It like, I might go, oh my God, I love like how she's put that look together. I'll screenshot it. I'll save it. I'll, you know, try and do it myself. And I love that. And It's not just about like, you know, posting on socials and being like, look, here's a cute outfit. It's also like, you know, I've put together a look. I've, you know, curated something today. I've put effort in. It makes me feel myself. It makes me feel confident. And it's just like putting that energy out there. And maybe it encourages someone else to like, you know, be like, all right, I'm gonna put some effort in today. And it's so easy not to. And I'm, I so get that. But she basically said like, it's actually about like, you know, having the confidence to put a look together and feel good in what you're wearing and put in effort if it's not something that you felt like doing that day, it might encourage you to do it. And it can be casual. It can be like, you know, corporate vibes. Like I do a mix of a variety of OOTDs on my socials, but I absolutely love it. And it's just become a little part of my personal brand. And I I don't can't see myself not doing them. I love it. So if you ever see OOTD on my socials, that's what it means. Outfit of the day. I didn't make it up. But I have adopted it as my own (laughs) and I'm going to keep doing it and I love doing it. And I think that, yeah, I know that I've seen some of you girls like do them on TikTok and tag me and it just, 
yeah, I love it. I love the idea that I'm bringing the OOTDs to the forefront. So this is the quickest little segment in the world, but it's more just a clarity thing (laughs) that no, I didn't come up with it, but I am going to continue to do it. And hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys get some inspo from them. Okay. To wrap up today's episode, I am going to do sort of a, it's a topic that I've been asked to do before. So I hopefully I can do it justice, but it's basically about creating work-life balance on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like this is a learned skill. So don't beat yourself up if you haven't quite mastered this. I don't think I have, but it is definitely something I want to improve on in 2023. One thing with me that I've always had to do is balance competing obligations, which I think really helps to, by default, create work-life balance. So for me, I've always been balancing full-time work, full-time study, content creation, socials, podcasting. There's always been a lot going on. Like I've always had a lot of competing obligations. So when I stop one, I've got to jump into something else and that can sort of force me to leave the other task behind. But since COVID and we've like, I I know not everyone has this, but I work very, very hybrid. So most of my week is work from home. I go into the office a few times a week maximum and, you know, you kind of regulate your day yourself. You know, obviously you've got your meetings, you've got your tasks, you've got whatever job you're, you're doing, you know, whatever that may be. But you know, you make your lunch, you log off, you log on, you do it in your own environment. And I know I was speaking to my mum about this. She said psychologically people are really struggling because that ability to switch off just isn't what it used to be. You'd go to your job, you'd leave. And when you left, that was it. Like that was the switch off. You know, some people wouldn't even check their emails till the next day. But now we have teams on our phone. We have, you know, the, the ability to be constantly on with our job. And I'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with that, but I do think that in many, for many people, it's really draining and it's not a super healthy habit. So for me, and I was actually speaking to someone about this the other day, but for me, a big thing for creating work-life balance daily is I log on and I log off on time. Unless there's obviously like an urgent deadline or I'm working on a project that, you know, we're really hustling and I've got to work late. That's fine. That's not something that happens every day or every week for me. It's not a constant thing. So I got no issue doing that when it's needed. But on a day-to-day basis, you know, I don't get any additional reward for working longer hours than I'm, you know, being paid to work. And that's just facts. Like I will work my hours, I'll work hard during them. And that's kind of that. And then if I need to work late for whatever reason, I absolutely will. But I'm not just going to do it for the fun of it. Like I, there's a lot going on in all of our lives. And I think that it can be really draining to get into that habit. And I've done it in many roles before where I just get caught up and I work late and it's not it's just not healthy and it's not sustainable and it's just a fast track to burnout. So work-life balance is just log on and log off on time unless there's some extraneous circumstance where you need to work late. You know, just that's the first step, I think. And try and use your morning, you know, before you log on, if you're working a nine to five like me, before you log on, like use your morning, you know, whether it's I am want to clean the house this morning or 
I'm going to vacuum, unpack the dishwasher, make myself a coffee, sit out on the balcony. I might watch an episode of my show. I might, you know, read a chapter of my book, whatever that may be. Like, make your morning yours. There's, it's, it's so easy to, you know, start work early because you're working from home and why not? But that's how you get to burnout because it's constant and it's so easy to do. But trying to avoid that. So logging in logging out on time. Obviously, if you're going into the office, that's a lot easier to do because everyone sort of arrives and leaves at a similar time. But when you're, you know, in isolation, it can be easy to get caught up. The next thing, and I am totally being a hypocrite right now because this is something that I've only just recently started doing. So don't think I've been, you know, practicing these habits. I'm on the journey with you guys too. But I have like a standing desk, an office space, which is, you know, fully set up to do my job. Now, I love it and it really works for me and I've set up the space exactly the way that I want it to be, but it can be really tough to be in that environment all day, every day. So I decided like, even though I haven't always opted for it because I think you should contain work to one space in your home so everywhere doesn't feel like an office, but I will pick up my laptop and I will go out on my balcony and just get some fresh air. Mixing up your space when you feel like you're starting to feel fatigued seems to be a real fixer for me. Like it just resets my brain. I'm like, okay, cool. Fresh air, new space, new environment. And then I can go back in an hour later. Like it's not like you have to set up a whole other office in another room so that you can move around. It's like, it's not that deep. It's more just getting out of that environment just to refresh your brain and be in a new space can be like a little bit invigorating when you're working from home. So I highly recommend doing that, but ensuring that you don't completely create workspace throughout your entire home. Cause I think that kind of doesn't help with work-life balance, but moving into a different room can be helpful sometimes. I think that lunch breaks, I used to take them at my desk like full transparency but work-life balance doesn't happen when you don't take the little wins and a little win for me is my lunch break most people like me get like an hour for lunch you can kind of you can make your food eat at your desk you can do it the way you want to do it but for me whether I'm in the office I work in Barangaroo I can walk out of my office building I can eat in in the office, like wherever I want to eat with whoever I want to eat with. But after that, I don't eat for an hour. So once I'm done, it's so easy to just go back to your desk or same with working from home. You go, you eat and you come back like it could be 15 minutes and then you just realize you haven't really taken a lunch break. If you're able to take your full lunch break, but go and get outside. Like the other day I went and sat I live on the lower North Shore. There's a beautiful point near where we live. We've got a full view of the harbor. I went down there, took my lunch and just sat. And it was so nice just getting out of the house and sitting somewhere else and getting some fresh air and eating, you know, in a different environment, such a little thing, but it completely broke up my day. And I came back feeling so good about having done that. So I think work-life balance can be created really easily, I guess, in the little portions of the day. So don't, you know, be like, okay, I'm going to, if this is new to you, like creating more space in the free time that you have in between work, whether that's before work, lunchtime and after work, you know, it's just not realistic for me to be like every day I'm going to wake up at 5am and, you know, I'm not, and I don't want to, like, I I love to sleep and I'm not going to give that up. Like, no, thank you. But 
I'm happy to wake up at 6.30 and do a few things in the morning and then I'm going to take my whole lunch break and get out of my environment and then once I'm done with work, I'm going to log off on time and I'm going to go do some things in the evening that make me feel good. And it can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be these massive, you know, TikTok trend nonsense that, you know, you have to you know, wake up at five and have this whole like curated aesthetic journaling morning routine. Like you don't have to do that. And I don't even recommend it. I think for a lot of people, like it's not sustainable. So they're my little tips and hopefully they can help you get a little bit of balance in your day to day. That is all for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I'm so excited to bring you guys in the boardroom next week and sort of hear from someone other than me. And I hope you guys love that new layer for the podcast. Obviously, let me know your thoughts. And I love hearing from you guys on the Kindest Regards pod Instagram or my personal Instagram, Catherine Ray Robinson. Feel free to reach out. I love chatting to you guys. And I'm so excited for 2023 and what that brings for our little community. And yeah, love you guys. And I will speak to you next week.